FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Well, good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on a Fourth of July weekend, and boy, it looks like it out there. It's clear and getting hot, and it's going to get hotter as the holiday weekend goes along. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing well. Glad to be back. I'm glad to have you. How was the uh, you were you were doing burns last week? Yeah, we had the. Uh, it's called the Palmetto State Challenge. It's a big seven on seven tournament. That burns hosts every year, and Burns lost in the finals to a school out of Charlotte. Private school, Providence Day School. Well, they ought not let them come down here. <laughs> it's well, not a real high well, school. It, the finals was a close game, real good game. And you know what they always say, iron sharpens iron. So you got to play people as good or better than you. Well, that's true. Good morning there. Um, Alan, how you doing? Good morning, Perry. Doing good. Did you have breakfast in Edmond? Yes, I did. Oh, that's good. That's Come good. right back by Impex Pre-Owned Autos. Got a lot of new autos. Automobiles up there looking awful good. Did you, did you stop and make them an offer? Uh, no, I just kind of glazed over there. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk to Alan a lot today because we got some big news with uh, with his brother that we're going to get to right after we say good morning, Gregory. How are you doing? Doing good, Perry. Uh, like I say, got to talk to some neat people. The weather's good. It's feeling more like 4th of July. And, yeah, Alan's got a lot to talk about with uh, a lot of success his brother has had with that car. And we're going to talk to a real special guest here about 11 o'clock. Uh, Debbie, Debbie Davis, who is the son of Cotton. No, I mean, the, the daughter. daughter. The, 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 <laughs> excuse me, the daughter of Cotton Owens. And, and she can give so much insight in the deal back when they had the wing car and went to all the races. And it's going to be, she's very well-spoken. And uh, this, it, it's going to be fun. Well, I just didn't feel like we talk about Cotton enough. I mean, he doesn't come up that often, and um, he's a Hall of Famer and the King of the Modifieds. And you know, we we've got to keep these uh, these names and uh, faces and and uh, legends alive. And you know, and I can't think of a better way to do it than to talk to Debbie Owens Davis and. She will be on at 11 o'clock, and I'm looking real forward to talking to her. But we're going to start. To, oh, did we have a winner last week, Alan? Yes, we did. Who was it? Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all left that Kyle Bush out there, and I'm going to have to take him. You know, sooner or later, that Kyle's going to come through. I, well, I know, and uh, you can say the same thing about Harvick. He hasn't won yet, has he? No, he hasn't. Well, he's going to. And Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. They're going to win. They got to. Well, I, I don't and, like either one the of them, I so look, I won't be picking them. You know, with five laps left to go, it was Denny first and Kyle was second. And I looked and I said, well, Jada's got Denny. I've got Kyle, so one of us has got to win here. Uh, well, you were right. And uh, 
Well, we'll get into that a little bit later, but I want to talk about yesterday. I'm sitting there minding my own business, sort of just waiting on and uh, watching the news. And Alan texts me and says, are you watching IMSA? And I said, uh, no. And I switched over there, and I, and I thought that it was maybe a replay of last week when they had the six hours. Because, uh, and I said, Alan, you know, is this live or something like that? And Alan says, well, you talked about it on the show last week. And, but what I talked about, it said July 4th was the race. They didn't say July the 2nd because I went back and checked it. But they ran uh, yesterday for two hours and 40 minutes, supposedly, except they had like a 47-minute rain delay uh, and lightning delay. This was at Watkins Glen, the IMSA um, Daytona prototypes, the top rung of the IMSA series. And the Quelan car, number 31, of Pipo Durrani and Felipe Nasser that we talk about each week, won it. Won it good with some, some really good pit strat- strategy. Uh, you know what they did? Um, just so happened where you at, located on the racetrack, and you got your spotter. They seen a car coming slow out of the pits. Uh, just so happened they was there at the entrance of pits. They hit pit road, fueled their car, changed four tires, even made a driver swap. And so whenever they come back out and then that caution come out, it kind of fell into their hands there because they done made their pit stops. And then all of a sudden come the lightning delay. Yep. And that just worked into their favor just a little bit more because when they started to race back up, they come in, got that splash of gas. They were good to go to the end. And with that big Cadillac motor in there, when you got plenty of gas, you can you can hammer down. Well... I'm reading from the the official IMSA press release here that I printed this morning, and it says the strategy um, to which Action Express Racing, which is the Wheeling team, committed to before the race, allowed the team to take fuel only during the final pit stop. And um, while the others were receiving full service. So in other words, uh, you know, during the race. So actually, they built up a pretty good lead. And to my way of thinking, and maybe Mike or you guys can can tell me if I'm wrong, but it, uh, if it hadn't been for the rain delay, they might have had a whopping lead. I mean, it might have really worked in their favor. No? no. Because, because the, uh, they made the last pit stop, and everybody else still had to make another one, and they didn't have to make another one. But the rain delay bunched them up, and they got to make their pit stop after the end of the red flag. And that's when they came in and got a splash and still came out first. So, uh, I mean, it, it enabled them to have a lead, but I don't think it was as big as it would have been if the thing had stayed green all the way. But they could have had a wreck or anything to screw up that strategy. Well, that old one car of Chip Canessi, it's got some horsepower somewhere. Yeah. You know, because that, that car was coming there at the end. I and, could, no, go ahead. And uh, sometimes, you know, I ain't going to say strategy does win, but... It does, kind of like Kyle Busch did. Well, I mean, Kyle Busch last Sunday at Pocono, everybody's sitting there talking about Feist's car. Well, guess what? Kyle was sitting there in fourth gear. All he had was yeah. fourth gear. Yeah, they had to push him out of the pits. Had to push him out of the pits and everything, and all of a sudden, he just looks up, and everybody starts hitting pit road. Well, Kyle's just sitting there going, hand it to me. Hand it to me. Yeah. Well, um, I got the results, and, I mean, I got the the, the first three. Go ahead. I want to say one thing. Go. I have to agree with you 100% on the situation with the, uh, uh, 
you know, with, with Mike Hill's car and Allen's car and everything. I'm like you. I think they're one race anyway. Because, like you say, they already got that splat. Now, something else could have messed it up. Yeah, they could have had any kind of caution flag. Uh, but... It was real good strategy, and the car was strong enough to do it. And, uh, and they did it? But they came up with the idea before the race. They executed it and then won the race. I that don't know. is smart. I don't know how you can do much better than that. Can't do no much better than that. Yeah. So anyway, but what I was going to say is I can't find the entire rundown, which we wouldn't have the entire rundown, but I can't find the points standings. But they did say after the race, uh, they gave the points over the air, and they're in third place, and they, they're in good shape. I mean, they've run five races, and there's 12 of them. So they're in they're in good shape now. I think they run either next week or the week after that. But I believe it's one of these deals that's only got it doesn't have this class in it. I don't think they run this class again. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> By what I'm looking at, until August the eighth um, at Elkhart Lake, so it's over a month away. But anyway, we're real proud of Mike Hill. And the Whelan team, and we are going to have Mike on at 11.20 after Debbie Owens, so uh, Debbie Owens Davis. So we will talk to Mike and get his uh, his take on it, and I'm sure he's a very happy man this morning. A um, couple of little tidbits here I thought I'd throw out for whatever they were worth. On July the 3rd, 1964, we lost Fireball Roberts who had been injured at Charlotte on May the 25th in the World 600. And he lived for 39 days. And on July 3rd, 1973, we lost Swede Savage, who was hurt in the Indianapolis 500, the first year I went to Indianapolis. Uh, And that was uh, the third day, actually, they tried to have the race. It was scheduled for May 28th, but they didn't have it. And that was a Sunday. They didn't have it until Tuesday afternoon on May the 30th. And... um, and so Swede uh, hung on for, a, you know, quite a while there before he passed away. But that's two big names in racing that we lost on the on this day, um, nine years apart. So um, just something I throw out there as history. Uh, I'm going to get to this now before I forget it because we got a couple of minutes before the break. When they were doing that thing last week about the, uh, they were talking about consecutive wins in a row. And they do what I, and I was griping to Alan about this, texting when they did it. But they start this dadgum modern era stuff, and I hate that. It's like nothing happened before 1972 to these people. And they're talking about four in a row, and everybody that's won four in a row. Well, let me tell you that on July 10th, 1964, Billy Wade, driving the Budmore Mercury, won at Old Bridge, New Jersey, he won two days later at Bridgehampton, New, New York. He won on the 15th, which is three days after the last one, at Islip, New York. And Billy Wade won on uh, July 19th at Watkins Glen, New York. The first person to ever win four ga- four uh, races in a row. Pull it on over there, Greg. <laughs> Don't be shy. And, uh, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. It had never been done before through all the Kike for years and DePaulo engineering and all the... Had never been done till a Bud Moore car did it. And the national people, and, and once again, with Dale Jr. sitting there, and I mean, I like Dale okay, but he uh, he's supposed to be the historian of the crowd and so interested in it. He ought to tell him to cut out this 
modern era baloney and uh and and talk about you know the history of the sport but your daddy's car did it first greg well yeah he did and we had an awful good driver you know we took that thing from mercury and and lost wedley at, at, at riverside and wade come down the shop and he was running for rookie of the year year before and he won it and driving for down, cotton owens yeah for cotton owens and he come down there and he wanted the job and we need driver so we put him in it and that was a little bit of adjustment period on some stuff but he he got the knack of it real quick and uh that deal up there on the, i used to call it the northern tour yep that's what that was uh you got to remember that he was racing against richard petty david pearson fred lorenz and dick cuts and ned jarrett he's racing against marvin pants marvin pants the greats that time and literally, I think every one of them was a pretty decisive win, if I'm not mistaken. They were decisive enough. And <laughs> I can't break that down, and, but they won. And he won. And then this outrun Richard Petty, uh, well, you, or David in Gotten's car, well, you, uh, is a tough deal to do. But to do it four weeks in the row is, is just... Well, it was more like uh, it was over four races in nine days, is what it was. Uh, I, I, I mean, that was... Un- unbelievable by today's standards. I know the reason they done it. I wasn't involved with it because I'm too lazy to do a doggone race that much in, in, in that many days. Of course, I don't drive no way. I do hold a record of eating hot dogs at, at Martinsville, but it's easy to eat hot dogs when you ain't got Get on with it, it, Greg. What were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were very proud of, of, of the deal, the four wins at the time we done it. It was a tough deal to do. The team is going through a tough deal. but uh, Well, I think it's big uh, Petty was always tough competition in those days, but Ned Jarrett was the one he was having a, uh, a the big feud with because it had only been a couple of weeks before that they'd had that that race at the fairgrounds where Jarrett and Wade took each other out. And me and you as both sitting there on, on their trailer. And, uh, no, <laughs> with we, their kids. We were on your trailer. Oh, we were on your hauler. It wasn't even a, it was a hauler. Right. Yeah. But anyway, let me mention this before we go to break. Two years later in 1966... Pearson did it, driving for Cotton Owens. He won April 3rd at Hickory, April 7th at Columbia, April 9th at Greenville, and April 11th at Winston-Salem. So that was four races in eight days, driving for Cotton Owens. Then, the granddaddy of them all, which got the guy named the King, Richard Petty. I think this is probably where he got it. Richard Petty won 10 straight. 67. In 1967, from August 12th through October 1st. At Winston-Salem, Columbia, Savannah, the Southern 500, Hickory, Richmond, Beltsville, Maryland, Hillsborough, Martinsville, and North Wilkesboro. And uh, he had to be the king. But that king. wasn't in the modern era, so let's don't, we can't talk about that on national television. No, they all not talk about new stuff. We we'll do one we- more. We'll do one more here before we go to break. Uh, May 5th, 1968, Pearson did it again at Weaverville, uh, May 11th at Darlington. May 17th at Beltsville, and May 18th at Hampton, Virginia, and that's driving for Hallman Moody. So Pearson did it twice. 1971, we still aren't to the modern era yet. Bobby Allison won five in a row. On May 30th in the World 600, June 6th at Dover, June 13th at Michigan, June 20th at Riverside, and June 23rd at Houston, Texas. He was all over the country doing it. 
And the last one, before the modern era started, Petty won five in a row. And also in 1971, on uh, July 14th at Malta, New York, the next day at Islip, New York, July 18th at Trenton, New Jersey, July 24th at Nashville, and August 1st in the Dixie 500 in Atlanta. Greg, that's... uh, 14th, 15th, and 18th, that's three races in four days. I mean, that's the schedule from hell. Those guys was tough, man. Yeah. I mean, how they were able to do it, you know, they didn't have power steering. Once again, we're not talking about the No, new we can't talk about it. It's not the, it's, it's not the golden age. It's, this ain't, uh, this, this is, uh, things you're not supposed we can to discuss. Talk, we can talk about the old stuff because we all are, are racing historians and we all race fans. Well, I, I got to take a break, and we're going to talk to Debbie Owens here at 11 o'clock, Debbie Owens Davis, and talk a lot more history. Well, let's take our first break, come back, and hear from Alan Hill. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd pleasing Budweiser brands, and world famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. 
Do you own a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. And welcome back. And Bad Moon Rising is uh, means it's time for Alan Hill to tell us what happened last week and what will happen this weekend. Well, Go for it, Alan. All right. We're going to start off up there at Harris Speedway talking about uh, we're going to start off with eight divisions racing up there. Renegade Division, first place went to Josh Burgess. Second place went to Phoenix Lauder. And third place went to Jordan LeClaire. Glad to see Josh uh, got protested. Uh-oh. And, and survived the protest. So, uh, was this a late night deal? It was pretty late night up there last, last Saturday night mm. or Sunday morning at Harris. So, yeah. uh, in the Pure Stock Division, first place went to TJ Penfield. Second went to Nathan Pierce. Uh, third went to Lloyd Dean Burgess. Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Deuce Miller. Second went to Stetson Todd. Third went to Justin Watts. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place went to Lloyd Dean Burgess. That means he jumped out of one car, went over and jumped in another one. <laughs> uh, second place went to Justin Barber. Third went to Michael Lowensby. Uh, in the SCDRA Main, first place went to John Wyndham. Second place went to Alan Carter. Third went to Newman Presnell. Now, is that those front-wheel drive cars? Uh, yes, it was. A big deal up there. Paid $5,000 wow. to win up there. Who won so, it? His name was John Wyndham. Okay. I don't know where he's located from, but... I bet he's got a lot of friends now. Yes, he does. Uh, in the Young Gun Division, first place went to Preston Kelly. Second went to Trenton Jamison. Third went to John Michael. In the Crate Sportsman Division, first place went to Chris Jackson. Second went to Blake Pryor. Third went to Jesse Wall. In the 602 Late Models, first place went to Tanner Fortune. Second went to Dustin Taylor. And third went to John Price. Moving over to Cherokee Speedway last Saturday night. Eight divisions racing there at Cherokee Speedway. Starting off with Thunder Bombers. First place went to Mark Towell. Second went to Blake Bentley. Third went to Madison Hoots. In the Super Sportsman Division, first place went to Cade Langley. Second went to Josh Hoots. Third went to Josh Mulwee. Extreme Four Division, first place went to Chris Meadows. Second went to Travis Langford. Third went to Clayton Sieg. In the Street Stock Division, First place went to Steve Green. Second went to Ronnie Mosley. Third went to Andrew Blackwood. Stock four division. First place went to Casey Towell. Second went to Nick Walker. Third went to Cody Barber. Pure stock division. Listen to this, Perry. First place, Nathan Pierce. Is that so, showtime? That's showtime. He 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 raced at Harris too. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow or another, he loads up. He parks on the outside that racetrack. Yep. Just as soon as one race is over, he loads up and takes off to the other. That's called ambition. Yes, it is. Second went to Jason McGrew. Third went to Kevin Nations. Not unless they might be two people named Nathan Pierce. Not likely. <laughs> <laughs> With the same color car. Well, maybe so. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. But guess what? We're sitting here talking about winning four in a row. Yep. He might can win two in one night like well, he did about three weeks ago. Yeah. 
second place, Jason McGrews. Third place, Kevin Nations. In the Young Guns Division, first place went to Ronnie Pinson. Second went to Warren Bishop. Third went to Gunnar Williams. In the 604 Late Mile, first place went to Brian Mullis. Second went to Jeremy Steele. And third went to Gray Pardon. All right. Now we're going to move to last night's racing. Last night, they raced at Travers Rest Speedway. Seven divisions over there racing. For in Crate Sportsman Division, first place went to Blake Bentley. Second went to Timmy Smith. Third went to Brian Bentley. In the Rookie Division, first place went to Dale Bennett. Second went to Nick Norris. Third went to Taylor Gillip. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Billy Ho. Uh, second went to Blade Edwards. Third went to Charlie Menders. In the Renegade Division, first place went to Justin Pierce. Second went to Scott Cannon. And that's all it showed up. Don't know where Wally was. Don't know where oh. the winner of last week was from over there. There's a... Uh... Something need to be picked? I don't know. We, uh, we, we'll we have to find out a little <laughs> bit more on this information. All right. In Extreme 4 Division, first place went to Dean Riddle. Second went to Josh Whitfield. Third went to Blaze Coggins. In the Thunder Bombers, first place went to Timmy Smith. Second went to Danny Edmonds. Third went to Michael Strange. Pure Stock Division, first place went to Dwayne Worley. Second went to Kevin Nations. Third went to Jason McGrew. Moving up to Carolina Speedway last night. Six divisions up there. They had the big Thunder Bomber shootout race up there. Uh, we're gonna, but we're going to start off with Thunder Sportsman Division. First place went to Brandon White. Second went to Justin Fife. Third went to Tyler Beam. Pro 4 Division. First place went to Sparks Paris. Second went to Jacob Kinder. And third went to Patrick Gaines. In the Thunder Bomber Division, this was the big show of this last night. First place went to Benji Knight. Second went to Madison Hoots. Third went to Hank Taylor. In the Hornets division, first place went to Johnson Surratt. Second went to Trent Blackwell. Third went to Travis Langford. In the Super Sportsman division, first place went to Brandon White. Second went to Josh Langley. Third went to Cade Langley. In the Pure Street division, first place went to Dylan Lacey. Second went to Shorty Lacey. And third went to Justin White. Now we get into what's going on this coming weekend. We're going to start off over here at Cherokee Speedway. Going to be a lot of racing going on over there tonight. They got the 604 late models. They got the Super Sportsman Division. They got the 602 Beginner Division. They call it the 602 Chargers. They got the Sharp Mini Late Models. They also got Thunder Bombers, Extreme 4, 602 Open Wheel Modifieds, and the V8 Young Guns. Gates at Cherokee Speedway is going to be opening up at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Driver's meeting is going to be at 6.45. Stands are $15 to get in. Pits is going to be $30 to get in. And going to have a big fireworks show over there, too. All right. So that's going to be worth worth the price of admission just to get over and watch the fireworks. They might have a fist fight. Uh, uh, been known to. Never can tell. Never can tell. Okay. Let's move up the road here to Harris Speedway. Harris is also racing tonight. They got a $2,000 to win Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Model race up there. Also on hand is Run What You Brung Division, Renegade Division, Crate Sportsman Division, Thunder Bombers, Pure Stock, Thunder Bomber Futures, Young Guns, Stock Front Wheel Drive. Also in this uh, Renegade Division, uh, talking about 
winning four in a row up here. Whenever you start winning at one of our local dirt tracks, the 98 car of Josh Burgess has got a $100 bounty on him. Mm-mm. So that's what that's what dirt tracks do. Whenever you get to winning too much up there, they just put a bounty out on you. <laughs> and uh, so anybody can go up there to Harris tonight in this Renegade division and outrun Josh Burgess, you're going to also pick up a $100 bonus. All right. But you can't take him out. No, you can't. He got to be reined at the end of the race. That's yeah. one of the rules there. Yep. Also. Didn't say how fast, did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> also, listen here. On July 7th at Cherokee Speedway, this is going to be late model appreciation night. It's going to be from 7 to 10. <coughs> it's going to be live music at, for everybody over there. They've got uh, a list of uh, people that's going to be coming over and entertaining. Also, it's going to be drivers meet and greet, special appearances over there. Some of the people is going to be Scott Bloom, Chris, Chris Ferguson, Kyle Strickler, Trent Ivy, and more. That's going to be on July 7th, which is uh, Wednesday night, I think. I don't know. And then you come in on uh, July 8th. I think that is Wednesday night. Yep. On July 8th, which is Thursday, they got the Lucas Oil coming in. And guess who's going to be over there for this Lucas Oil race? Officially official. Now, ain't this something? <laughs> Officially official. What's who? <laughs> Next Thursday night, Mav TV. Going to be on Mav oh, TV. Wow. Okay. Young Money. You know who Young Money is? Uh, I should. Kyle, Kyle Larson is going to be at Cherokee Speedway. He's going to be driving the number six... Uh, Rumley Longhorn chassis car over at Cherokee Speedway. So, uh, now, now say that date again. That's going to be Thursday, July 8th. Okay. This I, coming Thursday. This yeah. coming Thursday. Yeah. That should bring a crowd. That should bring a crowd. And like I said, whenever you put up here on the top of the headlines, officially official. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you get the 25T over and, there and, and show a, him how to get around that place? Uh, they also going to have a, they said, just a truckload of T-shirts and everything else because that's one of the hottest things going right now is Kyle Larson T-shirt with a Rumley sticks car on it. Uh, he uh, seen earlier in the week where he jumped over in a sprint car and won somewhere in, I think it was Port Royal Speedway. You know, up there where they, right there next to the houses and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He you showed up, me that. He jumped up there and won in a sprint car up there. So, uh Glad to see him, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, out here, local dirt tracks, you just got through winning a million dollars, so why do you think you don't go to a local dirt track? I'm sure they greased his pocket a little bit to, to get him to show up, So, uh, but I, I also think he likes doing it. Yeah, that's, that's part of it. Also, at Traverse Rest Speedway, this is going to be next Friday night, so I'm going to go ahead and announce this. They're going to have the 700 horsepower, 120 mile an hour. USCS Outlaw Spring Sprint Cars. That is the one with the wings up on top. They will invade Travers Rest Speedway. Also, your most of your local divisions will be racing there. Like I said, so uh, you got tonight. You got Harris. You got Cherokee Speedway. Then on Wednesday nights, you can go to Cherokee Speedway, listen to live bands, mm-hmm. walk around in the pit area, meet. Most of the local drivers is going to be running the next night there. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, you've got Kyle Larson going to be there. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, Friday night, you can go over here to Traverse Rest Speedway, see wing sprint cars. So uh, a lot of lot of good racing going on. It's the middle of summer. It's the prime time for racing, and uh, I can't see as far as he- as far as ahead to Thursday. But I don't think there's going to be any weather problems tonight. Also, got a little bit of. I ain't going to say breaking news, but... I don't have any breaking news music, but go ahead. But at Carolina Speedway and Lancaster Motor Speedway, I want you to listen to this now. All right. Due to the unprecedented parts and supply shortage and lengthy lead times to get most of your racing supplies, they will no longer have a buy rule. Now, what is that? Buy rule is like some of your lower divisions there, like... uh, Right now, we having uh, in our my division. If you ain't got a thousand dollars set of four shocks for a thousand dollars, you're not running up front. Right. Well, some of your lower divisions, like in your Thunder Bomber division, they put like a hundred dollar buy rule to keep you from going out and buying these high dollar shocks. You. So if I finish second to a man that's finished first, I go up there and hand him four hundred dollars. I can buy the four shocks off of his car. So it would behoove him not to spend too much money on his shocks. That's exactly right. But now you cannot get the shocks that they're supposed to be running. Ah. So it gets to a point, about like I told you the other week, uh, as far as the crate motors, the 602, 604 crate motors. You're on a waiting list to be able to get a motor. But you're supposed to be able to go up there, and if you run second or third or fourth, you should be able to go up there and buy this man's crate motor for $3,850. Mm. Well, guess what? If I'm sitting here leading in the points, and or I'm running second in the points, and the man up in front of me is leading in the points, I go up there and buy his motor knowing he can't get one. Mm. So guess what? That kind of, you know, we, we kind of run up against this deal whenever we used to race on Friday night and race on Saturday night. If we raced on Friday night and somebody pulled my motor, if I couldn't get it back together, I didn't get to race on Saturday night unless I had a backup motor. Yeah. So, because so, uh, you're going to start r- running into short fields. That's that's pretty much what it's leading up to. Yeah. But uh, like to say, I'm glad to see that they're doing away with this buy rule. They are still, the parts on the shocks is that you can list it as a protest item and put the money up and look to make sure that somebody's not running a high dollar shock. Um, you supposed if, if you buy his shocks, you don't have to give him yours. No. Okay. It's not like swapping shocks. It's not like swapping. You just buy shocks. his. You just buying his yeah. shocks and whatever. So uh, that's pretty much what's going on in our local racing. Well, that sounds like about a full plate. That's a full week of racing. That's right. I mean, you've only got one or two days that you can probably sit at home and uh, unless you got Mav TV. Well, <laughs> and I've got it. I got to figure out how it works, though. Oh well, that's uh, that's going to be a good deal on Thursday night. It is. TV. That uh, is the good. super late models invading Gaffney for the Lucas Oil deal, and Lucas Oil they've got all, and it being on a Thursday night too. Yeah. No other tracks running, so uh, everybody's going to be there. School's out. School's out. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Sounds like the place to be. Oh. Um, maybe we. Uh, who's the guy over there, Scott? Scott Childers, Scott Tony Ader. Maybe we have him on next week and tell us how it went. Well, maybe. I'll, I might. We might ease over there. Okay. If we don't watch it on TV. Well, I still need. Still wouldn't <laughs> mind having. He needs to be on the show anyway. Every once in a while. Yes, he does. Okay. Uh, 
want to thank Lanny McKinney for uh, all he does for us, maintaining the Budmore Engineering website and our Facebook page. And I think I hear Deb calling in, so let's just go ahead and take our break now. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this and you want it to sound like this there's the pass to Leitner puts it up then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We are Sports. The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. On FM at 98.3. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube. Asheville Highway in Inman. Nice jumper. When your game's that hot, you need to cool down with an icy treat from McDonald's. Like any size Minute Maid, Pink Lemonade, or new Strawberry Watermelon Slushy for $2. Or any size new Frozen Coke, new Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry, or Blue Raspberry, or McCafe Iced Coffee for $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Price of participation may vary. Limited time only. Time to get and offer combo meal. Coca-Cola Fanta Minute Maid at Richard Trademarks, the Coca-Cola Company. Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Good morning, Deb. How are you doing? Good morning. Fine, thank you. How about yourself? We're doing great on a... Looks what looks like it's going to be a hot, perfect 4th of July in Spartanburg and hopefully all across the southeast. Uh, and I think there's a storm coming into Florida, but... Uh, uh, I hope you had a pleasant trip to Pocono. I did, thank you. It uh, was one of my more enjoyable trips to Pocono, and 
I can't remember when the weather was as nice as it was all weekend at Pocono. We didn't have any fog, any rain, nothing. It was absolutely gorgeous. Anyway, have any deer day up this time? Any deer running? Uh, no, we didn't have any deer. We kept having uh, fans wanting to jump the fence and go out on the track again, but we didn't. Have, there was deer, plenty of deer along the road, and you know, at night and and uh, all, but not at the track this time. I think. The fact they sold out all of their camping spots and there was so much activity in the infield probably contributed to the fact that no deer wanted to come around. Well, Deb, in the first race, you came within a a mile or so or maybe less than that of uh, picking up another win. But uh, Larson's luck just finally didn't wear, uh, hold out. I guess he wore his tires out trying to, uh, to uh, run down Bowman. Now, I think he ran over something. Oh, do you? Um, yeah, I, I do. And the interesting thing was, as soon as I saw it happen, everything that flashed back to me was the 1990 Daytona 500 with Dale Earnhardt going into turn three yep. on the last lap when Derek Cope went on and won. That's but, what I thought of, yeah, too. Yeah, Kyle, pardon? I said, that's what I thought of, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Kyle Larson mentioned that he didn't think after the race, he didn't think he wore the tires out. And, uh, but, he was shocked, I'll put it that way, that uh, as to what happened. So I'm sure they know by now whether he did wear it out or he ran over something. But um, he he didn't think he wore it out. But, you know, that's, uh, that was immediately after the race. So well, he might have learned later that he did. I can promise that you and he would know more about it than I do since you were on the scene. But on the scene, but that's just that's just what I figured. I might have heard one of the announcers say it. But anyway, well, that's what I figured too. Yeah, that's what I figured initially as well. Yeah. Well, Allen finally broke into the win column the next day with Kyle Busch in what turned out to be a gas mileage race. It was, but still, the way that Kyle Busch won that race was just phenomenal, and. To for that car to be stuck in fourth gear and Absolutely. having to push off, and if anybody gets a chance to go to Kyle Bush's Twitter account, he has a social media person that just did a fabulous job of meshing some of the video from that to Days of Thunder, and it is fantastic. It's perfect the way it's done. Well, I gotta see that. It's got, you know, um, Cole Trickle yelling, Harry, get me out, get me out. <laughs> and it shows Kyle Busch on pit road and them diving in the window to to get the, to try to knock the gear shift out. I mean, it's just a great job. It's really fantastic. Well, let's see if I can find that. So now the scores are Ronnie's got two wins, Greg's got two wins, and me, Lanny, you and Alan all have one. So uh, that's the we're way that... We're getting better. Yeah, at least we're picking them now. And uh, J- <laughs> Jada's the only one that doesn't have a win. So let's pick for the road course at Road America. Or, yeah, Road America, which is a, a long four-mile course about. And uh, they haven't been there since, what, 1956? And I believe Tim Flock won that race. So uh, what do you... You go ahead and go first, Deb. You can have it. Oh, I got to go first today. Well, you, you don't have to. I, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take the nine car if you don't want to go first. Okay. All well, right. you can have a nine. I got him. Um, I'm wavering between the 
uh, Harvick and Kyle Busch. That's who I'm wavering between. Well, Harvick's going to win eventually. Well, they're both driving in the Xfinity race today. Yeah. But um, I don't know. um, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch. Okay. He's, he's, uh, I've never seen him like he was in that media center after that win at Pocono. He laughed more in that post-race interview than I think I've seen him in the entire time he's been out racing here on this circuit. That's a good thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. He did, he did seem a lot happier and a lot calmer and, uh, it, it was a good race. Greg, while you're talking, make a pick. Uh, I'm... Ladino can go through them gearboxes pretty good. I know I picked him last week. Well, and I'm, I'm gonna go with him this week. Good as anybody, Ronnie. Well, I'm gonna stick with my number nineteen. You always do. Yep, uh, he he's has done well for me so far, and I think he's gonna get back there again. Okay, uh, Lanny wants Larson. The pick is in. He just texted me. So, uh, Alan, Alan puts a four down. He wants Rex White. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's a that's a good choice, Alan. And uh, Jado will get the eleven. So, uh, okay, Deb. What I want you to talk about a little bit now is uh, the uh, the big uh, the big news as far as I was concerned this week was Trackhouse Racing buying Ganassi out uh, effective at the end of the year. You know that shocked everybody. That actually caught everyone off guard. Uh, I don't know of anyone who anticipated that coming. And, you know, uh, well, heck, Chip Ganassi even said the team wasn't for sale. Right. But, uh, you know, they just went in and made an offer you can't refuse, I guess. I've heard that somewhere before. But what I understood was that that... Well, Justin Marks, he's the owner of uh, Trackhouse. I, I heard that he had, the last three times he had bid on a um, charter, he'd been outbid. And so this was, uh, you know, kind of, I'm fed up with getting outbid. I'll buy an established team. And, uh, I mean, is, is that what you heard? That's- well, well, I don't know. But considering he's got Pitbull's money, yeah, um, I kind of figured Pitbull needed a tax write-off or something. But, um, you know, it's. A situation where he had to do something because with uh, uh, he had leased a charter from one team who has now sold those two charters to College Racing. So he had to do something fast. And he had driven for Chip Ganassi at one time in the Xfinity Series. So I guess, and, you know... Behind the scenes, I'm not saying this is what happened, but let's look at something here, okay? okay? Felix Sabatis sold his team to Chip Ganassi. That's correct. Felix just stepped out of racing uh, about a year and a half ago, right before the pandemic hit. So he and Chip still had a business relationship there. He still owned part of that team until he stepped away. Felix's youngest brother is friends with Pitbull. And they have been instrumental, uh, Felix's middle brother, Jose. Jose and Art have been instrumental in introducing Daniel Suarez 
two different entities here in the sport. So Pitbull knows the Savatis family. And the reason a lot of people don't probably pick that up is because Pitbull pronounces their name not as the Americans pronounce it, but as it's supposed to be pronounced in Spanish, which is Sabatez, because the accent mark is on the last E in, in the Sabatis last name. So it's Sabatez, which is the way Pitbull pronounces it. So I have a feeling there was some background in there. And again, I'm just theorizing that maybe Justin made the offer to Chip. Chip didn't want to sell. sell. Chip discussed it with Felix. Felix has a very good philosophy about business, and that is don't fall in love with your business. Know when to sell it, mm. and which he has done quite well with his businesses. So I can't, I, my gut tells me that maybe that's what happened in the background and, and Felix told Chip, you know, you really should go ahead and sell it. This is a good deal. Do we have but a knowing NASCAR, the relationship of Pitbull and all? Do we have a NASCAR insider family? or what? I mean, that's that took <laughs> that took a lot of thought, and I stayed with you through all of it. And that's, uh, I mean, it makes sense to me. But I tell you what, you're just not going to pick that up uh, anywhere else. I mean, that's that was fantastic, Deb. So I would say, and I thought this anyway, but based on what you just said, I would say Suarez is. Uh, probably pretty safe in his uh with his ride there and uh if i were um chastain and and kurt bush i might start be looking towards the future well you know they've already announced that daniel suarez will definitely be in one of those cars next year the other driver has yet to be determined now the thing about kurt bush is kurt is you know, you don't know if, whether he's going to retire. You don't know if he's going to go to IndyCar. There's still rumors in the wind of 2311 starting a second team. Mm. There's been speculation that Kurt might go to that second team at 2311. And so there's just all kinds of possibilities there for Kurt. But now that we know this and considering that Trackhouse Entertainment is based in Nashville, Tennessee. You can't help but wonder if maybe Chastain, the way he drove that Nashville race and the way he came so close to possibly winning it, if maybe he didn't know this was kind of in the wind and he was wanting to show his talent. But you also got to look at how much Chastain has been improving since the season began mm-hmm. in, uh, in the cup competition. But... Um, you know, it'll it'll be interesting. I I like Chastain. I'd like to see him get another chance, but you don't know if maybe they're looking at somebody in the Xfinity series they might want to bring up, and or even the Truck series. You know, um, you just don't know. But the situation there is another thing you have is I've there's some people wondering, you know, well. Eric Amarola be back. And, of course, I think that'll all hinge on sponsorship and if Smithfield wants to continue with him. So there's still a lot of things in the wind that could happen yet. Yeah, but I, I, damn, I'm like you. I really like Chastain a lot, and I think he would be a natural uh, replacement for one of the drivers because I, I've watched him, and um, 
he's always toward the front, and he seems pretty aggressive. And I think he'd be uh, a, a good addition to that multi-car team. Well, I mean, he's already on the team. He drives for Ganassi now. So they wouldn't be adding him. They would just be not firing him. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. What a, yeah. I messed yeah. up again, but uh, I do like Chastain. I'm like Deb. He, he's, yeah. he's pretty doggone good. Deb, um, I like him because he's so old school, particularly in his interviews. And he's a media darling. The media just absolutely loves Ross Chastain. Deb, uh, what's going to be your next appearance at the track? Well... <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, I'm debating. It depends on how a lot of things go. I'm thinking seriously about maybe going to Nashville for the IndyCar race. That's on the, that's on I, the streets, I, I, isn't it? Yes, it is. A street race. And uh, I've got a first cousin that lives in Nashville that I haven't seen. He and his family live there. And I haven't seen them in a while. But well, I got uh, an old girlfriend. I got an old girlfriend, but I don't think that'd go over too well. No, that, that's no. <laughs> not my cup of tea. But no. anyway, um, I was going to say that I will definitely be at Darlington for Labor Day weekend, but I haven't decided yet whether um, I'll go to Daytona for the season finale. And I'll be upfront about it. The reason I'm hesitant on so many, I would love to go to Atlanta next weekend. But the rental car prices have gotten so ridiculous that I am not paying over $400 for a weekend to go to Atlanta. And you had such a fun drive down I-85 last time. Oh, yeah. I had already decided if I went to Atlanta, I wasn't going that way. (laughs) (laughs) That's bad news, ain't it, Deb? That traffic down that way. It it is. Uh, But speaking of the upstate South Carolina there, there's something I want to mention. you got 30 seconds. Because... All right, this person is from that area. He was a veteran motorsports rider. He was a mentor of mine, and we lost Frank Vehorn. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. He wrote for the the Spartanburg Herald for a long time. Yes, he did. He also wrote for Columbia. When I met him, he was riding for Norfolk. And, uh, of course, then he wrote for Greensboro. But uh, he died of a heart attack uh, earlier this week. I did not know And his... His services are next uh, visitation is this coming Thursday. They're in Greer, and uh, the, the funeral is on Friday. They're in Greer. Well, if so, you come down and decide uh, to go to it, we're uh, here in Spartanburg, and we'd love to take you to lunch or something. But uh, I know that's a, that is a sad thing. I didn't know that. He was very famous around here, and I read him for years. And if he was your mentor, then I know it means a lot to you and I gave you uh, about an extra 45 seconds because of that. So, uh, Deb, uh, we do have to run. Thanks for bringing that up. I didn't I didn't know it. But you're the mm-hmm. best. We appreciate having you on the show. And uh, your insight into the Ganassi thing was amazing. Thank you. And like I said, I could be totally off base, but... I doubt it. That's just a theory on my part. <laughs> I highly doubt it. I doubt it. Thank you, Deb. <laughs> we'll talk to you Thank next you. week. Thank you. Have a good week. All right. See you, Deb. What what about her? She's the smartest woman I know. And she proved it again. We're going to be right back with Deb Owens. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG Spartanburg. 
Here's what you need to know. Game three of the Stanley Cup Final Friday night. The Tampa Bay Lightning won at Montreal 6-3 to take a three-games-to-none lead. The Lightning one victory away from their second consecutive Stanley Cup championship. They have not trailed in the first three games of the series. Baseball Friday night. Shohei Otani hit two home runs, becoming the first in the majors to 30 home runs this year and scored the game-winning run on Jared Walsh's single in the bottom of the ninth inning as the Angels defeated the Baltimore Orioles 8-7. The Red Sox won an Oakland in 10 innings 3-2. Boston on an eight-game winning streak. And the Giants won an Arizona 11-4. San Francisco has the best record in baseball at 51-30. and 30. And in soccer, the quarterfinal round of the European Championships continues one hour from now as the Czech Republic takes on Denmark at noon Eastern. I'm- A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipe burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1498-3 FM. Providing for and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. Many people are under the impression that establishing a will is the first and last step to estate planning. That is why developing a formal estate plan can be one of the most important things you will ever do for them. A comprehensive estate plan can help you preserve and protect your wealth, control who receives your assets, and ensure that your wishes are carried out. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jannie Montgomery Scott can help you prepare an estate plan. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jannie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome. I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. The Hub City Farmers Market is open every Saturday from April 3rd through December 11th. The Hub City Farmers Market features fresh local produce, meat, and dairy products. You can also pick up artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday features live music and activities for the kids. Shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, part of the Northside Harvest Park at 498 Howard Street. Open Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon, April 3rd through December 11th. 
Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Capasi Glass Mart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Capasi Glass Mart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Capasi Glass Mart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Capasi Glass Mart, serving the upstate since 1975. Capasi Glass Mart, helping your team win. Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods is now open at 2601 East Main Street, Suite 21 in Spartanburg. Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods carries a vast selection of clothing for the whole family, as well as lighting, small appliances, kitchen gadgets, and much, much more. They have antiques, jewelry, formal gowns, lots of brand name items at really low prices. Jacobs Clothing and Home Goods reminds you to shop local and support local businesses in your community. Stop by and see what these local folks can do for you. Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., 2601 East Main Street in Spartanburg. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engines. Impact's pre-owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines here on Fox Sports 1400 AM, 98.3 FM. And it's my pleasure at this time to welcome to the show, Debbie Owens Davis, the daughter of Cotton Owens. And as I said earlier, we want to keep all of our local legends and heroes uh, on the people's mind, and uh, and that's history's our big thing here. Good morning, Debbie. Hello. Well, good. we got a good connection, Deb. <laughs> we're on your oh, home good. phone, we're on the cell phone. We're on the cell phone. Yeah. Is this the one you wanted me to call you on? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, okay, good. But anyway, Deb, you know, uh, we really like uh, uh, Hall of Fame. We've got all these Hall of Famers. Uh, here for Spartburg, Cotton, Pearson, Bud, and the list just goes on and on. But uh, if you remember uh, back in the day, the good old days, but uh, the Owens has had a had a pretty big impact, a real big impact on early NASCAR. I mean, and 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 mid part of NASCAR. But uh, when do you remember like the first time you you went to a race? I mean, if you're just a little girl or uh, uh, you probably went started going to five. Oh gosh, I I don't. The thing I guess I remember most is Daytona. Uh, you know that was always a big deal because we went and stayed. Whereas a lot of the uh, local tracks, you know, you just went for uh, you know the race and you came home. Uh, you left early that afternoon. You came home late that uh, or early the next morning, actually. Um, so I guess my earliest memories are of Daytona. Well, you know, I was thinking, and your your dad had great success at Daytona, winning on the beach. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first win for Pontiac ever. And uh, it was, 
but I remember that 1960. 1957. Yep, 57. But I remember that 1960 uh, Firecracker 250 with when Jack Smith won it and Cotton was right on his back bumper. I mean, that was a one-two for Pontiac and Spartanburg, and it could have just as easily been the other way around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, he enjoyed his time, uh, you know, running for Pontiac. And, uh, in fact, in 1957, that was kind of like... Uh, one of the first wins, I think, for Pontiac. and uh, I think it was the first. And he was presented with the Harley Earl Trophy that is now the trophy for the Daytona 500 winner. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I th- oh, yeah. I, I yeah. forgot it, but Deb right. But uh, yeah. I got a lot of awards. But go ahead, Deb. Well, you know, I wanted to point one thing out, and I don't know if you remember this, Debbie, but uh, is it Deb or Debbie? I don't want to tell you the wrong. Or Deborah or Miss Davis. What, would you, what do you want me to call her? Uh, you can call me Deb. Okay. Uh, Debbie. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Debbie. Um, a couple of, well, it was in 2012, the museum here in Spartanburg at the Chapman Center got me to do this thing, the history of auto racing in Spartanburg County. I don't know if you remember that, but... I, I came to you, and you gave me a, a, co- a trophy of cottons that he won at the Piedmont Interstate Fairgrounds. I'm pretty sure it was, it was a little cup. It was beautiful uh, on July 4th, 1955. So that's uh, kind of appropriate for uh, uh, the 4th of July weekend. It is, yeah. And you were so nice to let me take that. And, uh, of course, I brought it back. I uh, hated to give it up, <laughs> but it wasn't mine. And I remember when uh, they they had the auction of your father's stuff up there on that rainy day. I I think it went for several hundred dollars. I, I was there. You know, uh, a lot of his trophies did. Um, Ray Abraham was at the auction. I and talked to he him. He purchased, uh, yeah, several trophies and everything. And uh, one of the ones that he bought was uh, from, uh, I, I guess it was Alabama. Uh, and uh, it was one of the, uh, my dad had done a uh, talk with my son about winning that race and going down there. And uh, anyway, uh, Ray Ever- he sent Ray Abraham the video, the, not the video, the audio of uh, my dad's uh, remembrances of that race. Well, I'll tell you what, you're, as a driver, um, Cotton Owens won nine races, but he, I think he won the last race he was in, didn't he? When he when uh, nineteen sixty four at Richmond, Virginia, wasn't that the last race he ever ran? Uh, no, actually, he ran after that at uh, Hillsboro and finished second. That's right. You're absolutely right. But uh, yeah, that's when he he and Pearson were teammates. But as a car owner, um, gosh, he had a lot of wins. I've got it right here in front of me. He had thirty eight wins as a car owner. Of course, a lot of those came with David Pearson, but he had a he had a list of great drivers that drove his cars like, uh, well, I mean, Bobby Johns won the first, uh, I, I believe it was, was it the Atlanta 500? I think he won the first Atlanta 500 in your dad's car. And um, He did. Ralph Earnhardt drove for him, Marvin Pants, Fireball, Junior Johnson. Uh, you know, it goes on and on. A Billy Wade run, won Rookie of the Year. Uh, Buddy Baker won the Southern 500. Glotzback won at Charlotte. Pete Hamilton won at Daytona. So, I mean, uh, uh, Sam Posey. Al Unser. I mean, what a great bunch of drivers. Uh, you must have some great memories. Mario of, Andretti. Mario Andretti. You must have some great memories of meeting a lot of these guys. I did. And I will tell you, uh, when I met Mario Andretti, um, 
it was in he was running for us in uh, Daytona in July. Uh, I was I was a teenager and I was absolutely uh, thought he was the best looking guy I'd ever <laughs> ever met. He was definitely the best looking race driver I'd ever seen. And he, um, uh, yep, that was in the firecracker. I'm uh, looking at it. Yeah, that was in 1966. And um, yep. results weren't all that great. But, uh, yeah, he's another of the famous drivers that sat in your dad's car. But, now, Cotton kept racing. Um, if I was gone. I wasn't in Spartanburg for 25 years. I'm back now, obviously. But I used to hear about him running at, didn't he run a lot at Cherokee Speedways, uh, uh, Speedway against his uh, grandsons or something? Well, he didn't. No, the only time he uh, got out there, uh, they were running at I eighty five. Okay. Over uh, and uh, he wanted to see what the cars were doing, you know, because they were young and they were trying to tell him uh, what it was doing. And uh, he raced uh, in one of the races against my nephew uh, Ryan Owens, and they finished first and second. Well, uh, and he was he was probably seventy years old then. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw him race. I think when they had that race at the when they tried to build that museum here, which I, I wish they had. But anyway, the uh, they got the fairgrounds back in operation, and I believe he raced in that with uh, Dick Brooks and uh, Pierce. He did. Yeah, Rex White he was did. there. He raced uh, several times in uh, like uh, those uh, those cars uh, that they had prepared. You know that people had prepared. Uh, um, replicas of what uh, they had raced in, yeah. uh, and uh, he raced at uh, in a legends race up at uh, Charlotte. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that mm-hmm. on the on the yep. little oval there in front of the grandstand, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was a great race. I wish I there's got to be a film of that someplace or a tape. I'd love to see that again because that was that was quite an event. Uh, Deb, what? What are some memories of your dad that you'd like to share with us, you know, to to, to preserve, to keep on, you know, on the public's mind, and or, or anything you'd like to just talk to us about your father? Well, you know, uh, he was, uh, I, I can tell you that uh, my uncles used to tell me uh, when he raced dirt, he was, he was great on dirt. He loved dirt track racing. Uh, that, I mean, he raced grand national but dirt was his love and uh they used to say uh before they went to the race well wonder who's gonna finish second tonight uh because they they felt like he always was going to win uh but he also was a an honest guy he 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 always tried to treat everybody fairly if you worked for him you were family um he uh always stayed humble he never uh Got above his raisins, I guess you'd say. He he always uh, was a modest guy. And uh, when he told you something, he meant it, and it was, you know, the truth. Uh, and, uh, he, like I say, he loved racing. He really did. And uh, he, was, he was a blessed man in that he got to do what he loved for a living. And that's, that's not something everybody gets to do. Well, Deb, this is Alan Hill here. Uh, I remember back in the 70s whenever we had dirt cars over at Gaffney, and whenever we'd start setting our motors back, Cotton was the only one that we could go to to get a dry shave cut, and 
he'd stick it up in that lathe he had and he'd put him a piece of chalk up against it and he'd turn it over in that lathe and he'd take a hammer and beat it. And I'd look at him and I said, what about balancing it? He said, son, you ain't got to worry about balancing my cr- my dry shafts. <laughs> and uh, he balanced it with a hammer by hitting it. <laughs> uh, well, you know, he did the dry shaft uh, for years for uh, a lot of the... Uh, uh, I, well, I guess you call them Winston Cup drivers now. I mean, yeah. even after he got out of racing, he still did the drive shaft. And if you walked in that uh, shop door with a drive shaft in your hand, you automatically went to the front of the line if it was for a race car. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he took care of you and got you back out the door. <laughs> I've heard a lot of stories yep. about him fixing like uh, like a spindle for Gene Hobby that he bent. And uh, he said he sent it to Cotton... Uh, on the bus and got it back on the bus and it was perfect and it was reasonably priced. Uh, yeah, he, he did a lot, uh, like I say, uh, for years did the drive shafts for a lot of race teams. And, uh, uh, you know, he he was the type of person, if there wasn't a tool for it, uh, he, he'd fix a tool for it. He'd make uh, a tool. He'd make it, yep, he did. And uh, he he... We always kidded and said if they had come to him and asked him to work on the space shuttle, uh, he would have he would have gave it a shot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he he worked and on boats, he worked on drag cars, he he anything mechanical, uh, he he would do it. He'd, he'd give it a try. And well, he'd not only work he, on the space shuttle; he would have improved it. <laughs> <laughs> he would have, well, he certainly would have given him his uh, two cents about it. Uh, but, I, yeah, I, he... Uh, I forgot about... He the, was really mad. I, I forgot about the cotton picker. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, we went drag racing that year that uh, Dodge uh, was out of uh, uh, the racing. And uh, he, uh, you know, which he liked drag racing, okay. My brother uh, did some drag racing here in Spartanburg. Right. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, he still loved the racing. And at one one point when they outlawed the Hemi, we went to USAC. I remember that. At, yeah. Whatever and, happened uh, to the race. cotton picker? You know, we don't know. He went to, uh, we went to several car shows uh, in the last few years before he died. And some guy thought he had found it and was going to uh, re- uh, furbish it and all and so I, I don't know uh you know it uh i i listen i had so many different kind of cars that are worth so much money now that oh, passed I know. through yeah I, I wish i had them all <laughs> <laughs> i know you do and that's and one of them at the time you don't think about it i know elmo henderson before he passed away obviously talked about the 58 pontiac he got from cotton um, he says, I wish I'd have never got rid of that thing. He said that car weighed about two tons, but that's because Cotton made it so safe. And, uh, and uh, he, you know, was really proud to have got that car from Cotton. Oh, my dad, safety was a big issue with him, with his drivers. And uh, he was one of the first to put an additional row bar in the door. Right. Uh, uh, you know, he, he was always trying to think of ways that uh, kept the driver safe. And, uh, uh you know, uh, I will never forget one of the dirt races. He said, you know, back when he started, you didn't have seatbelts. You tied yourself in with a rope. Right. And uh, he said there was a guy that flipped, and he was fine until they cut the rope, and then he fell out on his head and 
Mm. (laughs) And he said, you know, that was things that you thought about uh, after the fact. And uh, so I think a lot of the guys that came up with him, uh, that that became an issue for them. You know, Junior, Bud, uh, my dad, all of them started trying to think of ways to make it safer for the driver. I, I've got a couple more things I just have to touch on. I, and speaking of Bud Moore, you, uh, uh, I wrote a biography of Bud Moore, and boy, he thought the world of you and your uh, of um, your dad and your mother, and talked about going with them to Gaffney on their honeymoon, <laughs> and uh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> and all the things they did together. And there's a a great picture in that book of Cotton Owens, Bud Moore, and Joe Eubank sitting at a table. I think he said it was a. Uh, at a banquet at the Village Supper Club. And, God, what three hot-looking guys that was uh, back in, uh, had to be, I think he said, like 1948 or something. Like some gangsters sitting around <laughs> in, in Las Vegas. It's a black and yeah. white picture, and I had, had one in large because, you know, we look at it prototype yep. museum here. But it, it, is, it is a wicked picture. But, man, I tell you, if it had been for well, Cotton and, 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 and Bud Moores and the Petties and these people, they, they, they wouldn't get on NASCAR. I don't know if Greg remembers, but see, we always all used to go to the beach together when we went to Florida uh, to race. Uh, we all stayed uh, at uh, the same place. Uh, we'd leave with uh, the Joe Eubanks and his family, Bud, his family, and our family all kind of traveled together uh, back in those days when, uh, well, we were with Pontiac, I think, at that time. You go to the race in the morning and go to the beach in the afternoon. Uh that's right. Did. <laughs> um, I got to mention one more thing before we let you go, and this is just a personal reflection, and I'll make it quick. But towards the end of uh, uh, of your dad's life, I was lucky enough to uh, to go to the Peach Blossom for lunch as often as I could, and to sit there with Cotton Owens and Bud Moore and hear them go back and forth about things. And Bud would start talking about winning so many in a row at, at Columbia, and Cotton would roll his eyes and, and say, here we go with this again. And it was just funny to hear those two go back and forth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, they uh, they kind of started out together. You know, they, uh, they worked together. And then uh, they did some repairs on uh, uh, a race car. And they just said, hey, I, we think we can do this. And... Uh, that's kind of how it started. They took it, and I think all three of them tried to drive it, and my dad ended up uh, at that time the best. And I think Bud decided his uh, uh, calling was on the mechanical end, and my dad wanted the driving end. So yeah, that's kind of how they started. And yeah, Debbie, if I'm past. not mistaken, uh, uh, they got the car going pretty good, and uh, oh, they did, and they got go- got it going so good that Bud Moore drove it through the fence. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and didn't tear it up too bad, and then it fixed it up. And Cotton said, "But we're going to get it fixed." Because I'm going to carry the lap around here, and Cotton carried around there a few good laps. So that put Bud Moore being a chief mechanic, and that put Cotton as being a driver. So uh, it was yep. it was a pretty instrumental uh, uh, deal. But yeah, I, I really miss us all. We'd go down there July Fourth, and family would stay together, and we'd sit by the pool, do everything, and. It, it was a fa- it was a family situation. Now, when the green flag dropped, we out, we tried to race each other the hard, because uh, yep. you know that, that's just the way it is. But the next week, nobody's mad with eating not eating chicken out of somebody's trunk, your mama's or my mama's or something. It, 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 nobody, 
it's not like it is this day and time. I mean, it just... Uh, no, no. It, it, you know, it, it was a family time, and that's that's something that my dad always... Uh, uh, it, it was family, you know, and uh, uh, family was first, but uh, you, if you were family, you better get into the racing. <laughs> yeah. Deb, we got to we gotta let you go. I, I, I let you run over. I mean, I, 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 I could do the whole rest of the show on this, but we got some things we have to cover. Please come back on the show sometime and let's continue talking about this because this is, this is what, to me, the show is about rather as much as the new stuff that's going on. I love the history and I appreciate so much uh, you coming on the show with us. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Well, thank you very much. And that's... Uh, thank Deb. Deb. Yeah, thank you. That's Debbie Owens Davis. And uh, boy, what a great guest, Greg. See, I I well, tried to get Greg to get her a couple of weeks ago, and he screwed around and got Bobby Labani. <laughs> well, but, but but no, that was that was fantastic, Greg. That that well, was a great she, catch. We need to we need. She thinks about it, and you know, as, as we went on, you could tell she get more comfortable talking about it and remembering things. Yep. And just by doing this interview, she she probably remember. 10 or 15 more stories that we've never heard. It'll be interesting as heck, so we definitely got to get her on for the end season. Okay. Well, I don't know if it'll be this year, but we'll uh, we'll definitely... Hey, she'll be an annual, because we don't usually have anybody but Mike Helton twice a year, except Mike Hill. And we're going to take a break right now and come back and talk about the WeatherTech uh, race that his car won yesterday. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. <laughs> Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today. Conveniently located off I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd pleasing Budweiser brands, and world famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift jim and the staff at palmetto spirits will get it in your hands palmetto spirits located at the corner of reedville and anderson mill roads make phillips and long fuel chesney your source for propane in spartanburg county they offer propane for hot water heaters cooking and heat they can fill your growth tank and get you ready for grilling season not only do they sell propane but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane if your propane tank is running low, call and you'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. 
That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Do you want a rundown house or a property with problem tenants? Did a relative leave you a house behind on maintenance and all the problems that go with it? If any of these things are true, Upstate Property Solutions can help. Upstate Property Solutions buys homes in any condition or circumstance. Foreclosures, condemned homes, mobile homes with or without land, it doesn't matter. We have a solution for you. The best part is we will pay you cash. So give us a call today at 256-0727 or visit UpstatePropertySolutions.com. Consultations are free. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM. And it's my pleasure to bring on the line Mike Hill, who, speaking of money... You might be into a little more coin today. Uh, that, that was a great race yesterday. Congratulations. Well, thank you, sir. It's a. Uh, it's about time we got back in, in uh, where we should be. We we called Watkins Glen our home track up there, you know, because we've won one few up there. But uh, it was good to get back. Kind of kind of nail biting, but oh was, man, uh, was it ever! Uh, I tell yeah. you, when they crossed the finish line and he had eight seconds, you know, before. Um, I guess it would have been an official race, and they had to throw the white flag, and he had to do it one more lap, and it was dark. Of course, they had headlights, but uh, that was a nail-biter. And, I mean, that's that's the way racing's supposed to be, win or lose, but you won, and that was great. And uh, yeah. um, real proud of to know you and know that you're from Spartanburg and, and are involved with such a high-level team. Yeah, it was – It's uh, it's been one of those deals where I never thought I would be over into these this type of car. You know, I've always worked on late model cars and, and cup cars my entire life. And then when they called me up, and, uh, wanted me to come down. They wanted me to come down to Denver and talk to me about working on these cars. And I'm standing there and I'm looking out there at these cars, and these things are exotic. You know? Yes, they are. And the guy asked me, he says, I need you to come to work. I said, man, I don't know. He said, what's, what's wrong? I said, I've never worked on a car with an engine in the trunk before. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear you, Mike. He told me, he told me then, he says, just, he, Mike, he's, Mike, it's just a race car. I know you know how to work it. it you'll, you'll figure it out. So, yeah. It's been uh, almost 10 years now since I've been on these, these cars. So been good well gary nelson's there he knows a little bit about a stock car but uh oh at- yeah yeah my, my old buddy gary we go on at each other all the time you know because he had he had allison back at the die guard car and i was over on the mountain dew car and, and he'll get to talking about something and 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 i'll get him i said yeah i said we only won 12 that year that y'all you came in <laughs> I'll aggravate him a little bit. We, we, we're good. He, he and I get along great. Now, um, I found your picture with a. It had a, it's got every team member's picture. I guess this is all of them. But you're there, and very proud to say it says hometown Spartanburg, South Carolina, and uh, uh, three time NASCAR Monster Energy Cup champion, crew chief with Junior Johnson. Who are your drivers with Junior? Uh, 
Or were they all with one uh, driver? No, it started out, you know, when he, Junior called me up in 1980 and uh, let me come to work for him. And we knew that Kale was, I knew that Kale was leaving, and I thought that Harry Gant was coming to, to Junior's. And so when Junior told me then, he says, oh, it's going to be Daryl Walter. I said, no, you, you can forget me coming, Junior. I can't, I can't do that. He says, why not? I says, well, you know why I can't come. I said, I can't. I, I was in the garages back then of work, working for a guy named Cecil Gordon. Flash and Gordon. I'd seen, yeah, Flash. And I'd seen, seen Daryl get out of the car and, and just, I mean, it, sometimes the way he would talk with some of the guys working on the car, and I'm thinking, no, I, I can't do that. And Junior told me, he said, Mike, you come to work for me. He said, I'm going to shut that boy's mouth. <laughs> and so we had a good run with Daryl there. From you know eighty one through eighty six, and then it was Terry Labonte for a couple of years, three years, and then we got Jeff Bodine, and then uh, Bill Elliott in ninety two, and then Junior uh, had that McDonald's team. He wanted me to go and take over, so I did that with Hut Strickland for one year and Jimmy Spencer the second year. And so uh, this weekend would be what twenty seven years since we won the Daytona 400 with uh, Jimmy Spencer in the 27 car. So it's 27 and 27. Well, now, that's interesting you should bring that up because, I mean, I don't know nothing. I, I might have watched it on Wide World of Sports or something. I'm pretty sure I listened to it on the radio. But I've always heard that I've always heard some rumors about that car because it was a McDonald's-sponsored car, and it might have been a few tricks being played on that car. Is there any truth to that at all? Well, it was a different car. It was, it was, you know, it passed inspection. I mean, my gosh, I had Gary Nelson, who was the guy that was to end all illegal activity looking at my car. And, uh, but it was a Banjo Matthews built car instead of these, uh, most everybody at that time was getting Hopkins or Laughlin front steer cars. And this was a Banjo car that Banjo had, had, had worked on and made a front steer strut car out of it with a front steer. And it was, oh my gosh, we got that thing. And Junior and I tweaked on it a little bit because we got it shot and it was funny. We was tweaking on it, we was changing some stuff. And Junior, I never forget him telling me, he said, now don't you tell Banjo we did this. Because <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Banjo didn't like you to mess with his cars after you got them. And Banjo had a little measuring stick. He'd always come in and stick it down on your car. You'd be somewhere at your racetrack. But yeah, that was a, the deal with the car was it was a free rolling car. I mean, it was one of those cars that you could pull it into the garage area, and if a guy didn't remember to knock it down in gear, and you turned around and walked up to your toolbox and looked back, that car would be out in the parking lot because it would just roll on its own. One guy could take and push it as long as it is from at Talladega from where the garage was to end the pit road. One guy could push it out and push it all the way down there. It was just a... It was just a rolling car. Plus, we had some other stuff that, that you know, might have been in the gray area. Well, I think that's the other stuff. What, uh, and I don't know what it was. I wouldn't have any idea. It, it was it was an engine, like I say. That their car was their car was really slick, and it was really a good that banjo deal. You ought to see the sh- the, sh- the look Alan just shot you. <laughs> well, and, oh. and the engine. Uh, everybody thinks it's the huh. engine. Well, it wasn't in in the engine. If you look at the car, anybody that's got a picture of the car, come into the checkered flag against the 28 car, and you just look at the two cars, and you can see what's going on. The back of my car is down. The 28's up in the air. Yep. We got it down, 
before they made a rule saying that you couldn't use those reverse NACA ducks, I run six of them, pulling the air out from underneath my car and suck the back of the car down. And I keep telling everybody, hey, look, y'all, y'all are missing it. Everybody thinks that, oh, my gosh, he had a cheated engine. Well, they did catch Junior the next year with that slider intake that I did not have. I did not have a slider. If I'd had a slider intake, then Robert Yates would have found it because when we tore the engine down, Gary Nelson took my intake and laid it up on the darn workbench in the garage and invited Robert Yates to come over and look at it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so, in other words, you had some, uh, sounds to me, it, it was like ground effects on that car. Yeah, that was it. You just tried to get your blade out of there. You know, they started mandating the spoiler angles on these cars and all this stuff, and they was putting big weights on them to make sure that it didn't come down by itself. Well, we just figured out that you... Yeah, it was basically, we did that. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that we did, but it was never uh, a blatant illegal car that, oh, my God, McDonald's got a break because they're McDonald's. No, they didn't. Well, and that is something I had heard, so I'm glad you said, I mean, I didn't believe it, but you said, Set the record straight, as far as I'm concerned, Alan. Well, if yeah. you watched last week's race, there was some driver in there. He had a knob that cut the air off. It closed the neck of duck off to him so that he could yep. get up more speed down straightaways. Right. And, I mean, that's uh, it's not wrong, but it's no. not, you yeah. know. Well, no, well, no. exactly right. And in my, I tell you, that car, like in the Little Rascal, that thing was freewheeling. I remember <laughs> I only took one person to push that car down pit road. And yep. they had that thing handling right, running good, and uh, like I say, there might have been some discrepancies and other things, but they went through inspection, and, and, and anyway, it wasn't nothing that anybody else wasn't doing. It was just a matter of... Well, like I said, they had the king of all stopping, of all cheating, and put him over the top of the garage area, and his name was Gary Nelson. If anybody was going to get get caught, then I would have got caught, because Gary was still kind of ill at in 1982 when we we beat him for that championship with Bobby but going back yeah he he, he was not going to let me get away Gary Nelson would never get let me get away with a thing back then you know <laughs> well they, they, kind of made it hard on me and Bud too we used I, to always call him squeaky when he first come around man we were working for Die Guard and he hauled the gas and stuff and yeah. uh Bud always called him squeaky. Of course, he turned into a good mechanic and, and done some neat stuff. Learned to cheat pretty good. Uh, sometimes it made his stuff a little bit too obvious, but it run good. Mike, I'm surprised yeah. to know you that um, uh, after that race last night, my, my brother, he lives in Charlotte, and uh, he was watching it, and I was telling him about you and everything, and uh, I said, uh, you won't believe that his name's Smoke. Uh, Jesse, but he's known as Smoke. And I said, Smoke, you won't believe this, but uh, I don't remember which one of the Wheeling drivers got COVID last year, but Mike sent him down. Nasser. Mike yeah. sent him down a, a jar of uh, moonshine and it cleared it right up in no time. And uh, I always held out that if I ever got it, that, you know, I, that's the first thing I was going to do is get a jar of that moonshine. And I, you live in Junior's old house, right? I, I live in the farm beside Junior's house. Uh, he bought the farm. He bought the farm that was adjoining to the race shop. It was a fifty-acre farm. And Junior, uh, I was driving him up the hill at Watkins Glen, nineteen eighty-seven. He says, "Looks like I'm going to end up with that farm there beside the house." He says, "If I get it, you want it?" I said, "Yeah, I need it." And I, I got a 
got to get another bedroom because my little girl, we, we need to split them up. I got a little boy, and she was getting big enough to have her own bedroom. And Junior says, okay, if I get it, I'll let you know. And uh, so two weeks later, he comes sauntering in down at the shop. He says, I got that farm. Just go ahead and move in that house up there, and we'll work out something. And I said, Junior, I can't move in that house. He said, why not? I said, because that house got somebody living in it. He said, oh, no. And uh, 50 acres, there was two houses. And there was a house out on the road. I, I, he, he said, "He said, what are you saying? I said, there's somebody living in it. He said, oh, I'm not talking about that house out on the road. And I said, well, you're not talking to me about that house that's up on the hill up there. And he looked back at me. He says, why not? I said, because you don't pay me enough to live in that house. And he, he started laughing. He said, you go ahead and move in. So. That went on from about 98, 88 to 93. I was just renting it from him, basically. And he come in there to the shop. He says, I made me the crew chief on McDonald's car. He said, I think I'm paying you enough now. You can afford to pay me for that house. And I said, well, it all depends on how much you want for it. He said, well, I'm only going to sell you the house in an acre and a half, but we'll have a little agreement. If if you ever decide to leave and sell the house, you sell it back to me. Then if something ever happens and I need to sell the property around it, then you I'll give you the first shot of it. I said, okay. Two years later, the phone rings, and this junior telling me that him and Floss is going to get a divorce, and he needs to sell me all the land around this house. And so I had to sit down and hold my breath, and and uh, he priced it to me basically for what he'd spent on the barn. And I told him, I said, Junior, I know what you're doing. I said, you're you're, you're helping me. I said, I'm going to let you keep the barn and keep the cows on your pasture and cut the hay and just keep on using it like it's yours. And that went on until he left and went down to Charlotte. But uh, let me tell you, if he was still racing, I'd still be working for him because that was that man was a racer. Well, that was a, He certainly was, and that's a great story, and y'all had a fantastic relationship. But my point was that uh, I told my brother, right or wrong, I said, well, he lives in Junior Johnson's house, and... Uh, there's probably a, a stash of moonshine in it someplace that he stumbled across. So, uh, anyway. On this farm, there was several buildings out here that I ended up buying. And one room was just completely full of cherry moonshine at one time. And I wished I had kept a case of that stuff because that was some of the best stuff. But, you know, Ginger didn't make it. Everybody saw Junior makes the best moonshine. No, he didn't. And then they said that that midnight moon was Junior Johnson's moonshine. No, Junior laughed. He said, "Mike, that's nothing but vodka. You can't buy. You can't. You can't, you can't buy real moonshine from the store." So, uh, but Junior's uncles made it, and I welded up the liquor stills for Junior's uncles. I was the trustee basically for the family. I didn't run my mouth back in the day, and. They're all gone now, so it's okay. But I think the statute of limitations has run on that. Yeah, Junior's uncle showed up one time with a little old ring they wanted me to weld up. And I told him, I said, yeah, bring it over to the shop tomorrow at, three, or at 5 o'clock. I welded up. 5 o'clock, come. Here comes a one-ton truck with a 300-gallon stainless steel liquor steel on it. <laughs> and I ended welding on that thing for three days and three nights. And so he goes to pay me, and I said, RC, now you're not going to pay me any cash. I said, I know what you got buried up there. In an oak charred barrel, I said, I just need a little bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, th- I, one thing about it, uh, Mike, you're right. Uh, the, the moonshine and stuff that, that did come out, regardless if it was an uncle or cousin, that was some pretty... If there was any kind of home cure 
for for the bad flu that's going around everything. I think that would be worth a try. Sounds like it worked to me. Oh, it would run. I well, bet, I bet the race car to run better with it. But Mike, well, here's here's the deal. This is how I did. You know, it was just common sense a deduction on my part. They, I heard them say that. Hey, look, if you got anything that's got seventy percent alcohol or better, you can rub it on the surface and it'll eliminate the COVID vaccine or the the virus. And I told I told my wife whenever they called and told me that we had we had contracted the COVID, I told her, I said, Get me one of those jars down. I said, if you rub it on you or rub it, it's gonna kill it. I said, Surely we can get it in there where we can drink it a little bit, just let a little bit go down there. I said, It'll it'll be fine. And sure enough, we two days later we was well. <laughs> Mike, we've run way over, but I I, I said earlier we only have one person on twice a year, and that's Mike Helton. But you got to come back because uh, you got a lot of season to go, and uh, you're right in the middle of of a top notch racing team and organization and series, and uh, and you you know there's no better uh, authority than you, and and we appreciate you yeah, coming I got, on. I got to give a shout out to Mister Timmy King. He's the guy that's set up on that box and makes those calls. He's He's the guy. He, he's he's like the riverboat gambler. Whenever he saw that he couldn't keep up with the speeds that they had, he says, "Okay, I'm going to do something different." And that's when the pit strategy comes in. And he's a, he's a master at it. I'd watched him whenever he w- we was racing against him when I first come in, and I said, "Man, this guy's good." And so when we hired him, I said, "Okay, we're good now. We we, we got a we got a master guy setting up there as a strategist, and we got a great engineer with uh, with Ian Watt that sits there beside him." So. You know, they, they, they keep what's called a BOP, a balance of performance, and on us. But I tell them it's a balance of results. Whenever we got to win, and they just balance the results. But I appreciate y'all calling me and letting me on the show. I love listening to y'all every week. Well, thank you. And that's an honor right there that somebody of your stature listens to us. But uh, five races down, seven to go. I think you got a good shot at it. I hope so. All right. Thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Okay. Wow, another great interview. I'm going to tell you, Mike. How could you have a better guest than that? Well, you can't, and he's one of the best mechanics that ever come into the garage area because Junior Johnson wouldn't, Junior didn't put up with slack stuff. I mean, you know, he he, he, he believed in people working, and and Mike done, he brought a lot of things to the sport in general, and Junior realized he had a, he had a winner in Mike, and, and he still winning. He is still winning. Still winning. And, and As of yesterday. Greg, I got to take a break. We went about six minutes oh, over okay. with him. So uh, I'm not going to have nearly enough time to hit all the results, but I'll give it a shot. You're listening to Start Your Engines. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings, too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Clay 1197 for more details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and 
outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Nice jumper. When your game's that hot, you need to cool down with an icy treat from McDonald's. Like any size Minute Maid, Pink Lemonade, or new Strawberry Watermelon Slushy for $2. Or any size new Frozen Coke, new Frozen Fanta Wild Cherry, or Blue Raspberry, or McCafe Ice Coffee for $1.69. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Price of participation may vary. Limited time only. Time to get by and they offer a combo meal. Coca-Cola fans have been made at Richard's Trademarks, the Coca-Cola Company. All right, welcome back to the last few minutes. Uh, I let everybody run long, but it's hard to... It's hard to make somebody let somebody stop talking when they're when they're such a great guest, and that was Debbie Debbie Owens Davis and uh, Mike Hill were both fantastic. And uh, and before that, we got great information out of out of Debbie out of Deb Williams, and that's just uh, and then heck, you're the best prepared guy on the show. You come in and give us the local stuff, so it's just it's just fantastic. The, we got the best show I think there is about racing. Put, put us up against anybody. All right. Let me hit this real quick. I got 20 minutes worth of stuff and about 11 minutes to say it. Actually, nine and a half. Um, so the first race last week in the Cup uh, was at Pocono on Saturday. And it was won at the very last minute by Alex Bowman when, uh, you know, it looked like to me Kyle Larson just ran out of tires after chasing him down. But it was another Chevy win and it was another one for uh, Rick Hendrick. So Alex Bowman got his name on the winner's list again. He'd already won a race. And then they came back the next day and had the fuel um, mileage race. And people were running out of gas. And actually, I nothing against uh, Allen, but I was hoping Kyle Busch would run out of gas. But he didn't. He couldn't do a burnout. And they had to push him to victory lane. But Kyle Busch was the winner there. Um, I didn't go any further with the rundown on the other race. This one was... Uh, Kyle Larson was second. And the one where he hit the wall, blew the tire and hit the wall, he finished ninth. Um, Keslowski was third, Harvick fourth, and Bubba Wallace had a good finish. He came in fifth in that second race at Pocono. So that was a, that was a good showing for him. The next race is tomorrow, and that will be uh, the Jockey Made at America 250, presented by Quick Trip. Let's do the standings real quick. Um, and this is the... Championship standings, not the, uh, the the playoff standings, not the other one. Kyle Larson is first with four wins. Martin Truex is second with three, tied with Alex Bowman. Fourth is Kyle Busch with two, and then with one win each is William Byron, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski, Christopher Bell, and Michael McDowell. 
And with no wins, the next uh, five are Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick, and Kurt Busch has slipped back in there. That 16th spot, that um, that last spot that's going to get in has been wavering back and forth with uh, between Chris Boucher and Daniel Suarez and is close and Ricky Stenhouse and now Bubba Wallace has moved into the picture so he's got a crack at it as well Xfinity we haven't talked about it all it was another lackluster race for Jeremy um, he's got a beautiful car today Ronnie with that uh, white tail uh, deer smokeless tobacco car yeah he does and he's you know and still his main sponsor with the uh, booze pops is that on there today too I think it is too well I looked into booze pops that's out of Myrtle Beach Oh, okay. Imagine down, that. Yeah, that's the guy down in Myrtle Beach that came up with that. Uh, but he had a he had a not so hot thirteenth place finish. Austin Cindric won the race, uh, and we're talking about it. Pocono last Saturday. Ty Gibbs was second. Justin Allgaier third. Dora Cragson fourth, and AJ Allmendinger fifth. We won't go any farther for time's sake. Jeremy was thirteenth, and in the points, he uh, he's hanging in there in eleventh. Um, he didn't. He, he didn't uh, really hurt himself that bad. You think he would with a thirteenth place finish? Because he hasn't. He hasn't been in the top ten. Although he's top ten fastest. I think they're starting to qualify right about now. It's about that time. Yeah. yeah but uh, he was tenth fastest in practice. He stands eleventh in the standings. It's it's Austin Cendrick, Almondinger, Hemrick, Allgaier, Harrison Burton, Jeb Burton, Brandon Jones, Justin Haley, Noah Cragson, and Michael Annette. Jeremy Clements is 11th, and he is six points out of 10th, which is good. He's 30 points, and that's a Annette. He's 30 points behind Cragson, who is ninth, so definitely one of those is in striking distance. But Miat Snyder, who is in the playoff because he's won a race earlier, um, is 41 points behind uh, Jeremy. So that's that's a pretty good little margin there, a cushion. But Well, hopefully he'll have a good race today. Well, and... he won here in, 19, in 2017. Yeah. And so, uh, all right, uh, while I'm doing this, could you think you could look up real quick and see where that SRX series is tonight, or do you know? No, I do not. I think it's a paved track someplace, but uh, hit the trucks real quick. They didn't race, but they will race next week at Do- Knoxville, Iowa, on the dirt. And that point standings is uh, John Hunter Nemechek is winning that, so we won't go any further than that. ARCA is off. They don't race, and it is Elko, Minnesota, not Nevada. I looked into it. And uh, they race uh, next week on the 10th. That would be a week from today for the Menards 250 at Elko, Minnesota. Kari Hyman and Ty Gibbs have won all the races, so we don't re- need to go much further than that. Ronnie. SRX is tonight at Lucas Oil Raceway in Indianapolis. Oh, some of the old uh, Indi- where Indianapolis Raceway Park, they, they used to call it that. Had a big road course there. Okay, Indy. Indy races tomorrow, and it's an NBC doubleheader. With uh, IndyCars at noon at Mid-Ohio, and uh, I'll do the TV in just a second. And the next race is uh, um, the Cup race. So back-to-back, NBC is uh, actually, I love it, what they're doing. And they're on the, the mothership yep. of NBC, not yep. on the Sportsnet. Sports That's network. correct. They're on the mothership. Uh, Alex Palouse, the point leader there. Patricio O'Ward second. Scott Dixon third. For sake of time, we won't go any further than that. Formula One is running at Austria for the second week in a row. Last week was won by Max Verstappen with uh, Lewis Hamilton second and Valtteri Bottas third. This is the My World Austrian Grand Prix, and it is Sunday morning. And the point standings there, um, 
Uh, got it right here. Yeah, Max Verstappen's first. Got 18-point lead on Lewis Hamilton. And Sergio Perez is third. The, uh, I did look into the Haas. Gene Haas owns both the Formula One team with that Russian guy and the Cup team with Tony Stewart. And they're called sister teams. They're in the same building in Kannapolis, but for tax reasons, they're separate. And I got that off Wikipedia, so I hope it's true. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I got it off their websites. Okay, it's probably so, uh, true. Then. But for a Formula One team in Kannapolis, who would have thought? Okay. Uh, okay, where is my TV listings? I can tell you that... Uh, Xfinity's today at 3. Xfinity? Well, I got it here somewhere. Um and like Naturalist on the bottom. Before. Here it is. Yep, I got two minutes to do this. Uh, today at uh, 12 o'clock, Xfinity qualifying. So it's coming on in just a couple of minutes. We'll get to watch that. Yep. Peacock uh, has Indy qualifying at the same time. And then um, live at 1230 is cup practice. And all of this is at Road America, and that's on NBCSN. And then the Xfinity race is at 2.30 on NBC at Road America. That's today. IndyCar final practice at 3.30. Then tomorrow, the Formula One race is on ESPN. And that's at the Red Bull Ring in Austria, like I just told you. That's at 8.55. Call it 9 o'clock. At 11 o'clock is NASCAR Cup qualifying at Road America. So um, 11 in the morning, just like they did it last week. IndyCar then will fire off at noon on NBC at Mid-Ohio, another road course. And as soon as it's over... Supposedly, well, it's a two-hour race, so it'll be over at 2 o'clock. The, um, they go straight to the cup pre-race, and the cup race is from 3 to 6 at Road America. So you don't even have to change the channel to go from race to race there. And I did that with a minute 45 to spare. Ronnie, what you got? Good job. Listen, I'm just hoping everybody has a good 4th of July celebration tomorrow. The official day is Monday because a lot of people are off work on Monday this time. But... Let's all remember what a wonderful country we do have. Even though we do have some division and strife right now, we're still better than most. We're well, better than all of them, as far as I'm concerned. And read their directions. Light fuse. Retire quickly. <laughs> Don't hold it in your hand and throw it. Alan, what you got? Got a lot of good local racing going on tonight. Got About every racetrack we got has got fireworks shows going on. So instead of going to spend your money on a fireworks display, up to the local race. Support them. There you go. Give me about 20 seconds, Greg, while you're sipping your water. Well, anyway, I, I just think that uh, it's great to have the people on the show and some things that's going on. This is the greatest country in the world. We're just going through a little bit of problems. We always whoop them. But uh, the problems and whoever else messes with us. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, just, just some good weather out here. Racing's getting back to normal. Sports is going to get back to normal. And I think that everything's positive. Even the stock market looks good. So uh, I'm not sure going to be part of this show. And, and, and the show goes good and, and the racing's getting better. It's a lot of good stuff. Well, that's great. Well put by everybody. Uh, I am going to celebrate. I got to do some things this afternoon. I will not watch the Xfinity race, so don't tell me anything about it. Got 10 seconds, Ronnie. Stay out of the holly bushes. Stay out of the holly. Oh, you ought to see my arm. I chewed it up in the holly bush cutting grass yesterday. So anyway, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week and recap all this stuff and uh, talk about some more racing. And I'm sure Greg will get us a good guest. 
Uh, Natalie, get our table ready. We're on the way, and we're coming to you too, Lanny. Keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Fox Sports 1400's website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. WSPG Spartan.